Welcome to Gil Reads Comics. This is a special episode because I'm not recording from Manhattan, which is where I'm normally located when I record these podcasts. I'm out here in Atlanta, Georgia on a trip for work, but I figured it's new comic day and I was itching to talk about comics. I'll also say I am seriously considering moving to Atlanta for one reason. My Uber driver on the way over here was telling me that Atlanta treats Halloween like New Year's. Parties everywhere, the streets flooded with people in costumes, and a little-known fact about me is that Halloween is my favorite holiday. In fact, Adam and I, my brother who I normally record Gilreads comics with, we are cooking up some pretty cool Halloween-themed stuff to help you all get into the Halloween spirit. So be on the lookout for that. We'll talk about some spooky horror-type comics. But anyway, you are all here to talk about Spider-Geddon, the sequel to 2014's Spider-Verse comic event. I assume that they're releasing Spider-Geddon now to sort of tie in with the hype that'll be going on for the Into the Spider-Verse movie, which I am very much looking forward to. But... Let's get into issue one of Spider-Geddon. And I will say I'm, I'm not going to do a full recap, but I'll walk you through all the thoughts and reactions that I had while reading it. So I would recommend reading the comic first before listening or watching this video because there certainly will be spoilers. With that said, let's get into it. One of the first things that I noticed when I was reading this, or one of the first things that I reacted to, was page six, where you see all these different variations of Spider-Man jump into the scene. You've got Spider-UK, Octavia Otto, my favorite, Spider-Ham, Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Punk, Spider-Man Noir, and they're all jumping in to greet Miles Morales. The thing that impressed me about Spider-Verse and continues to impress me with Spider-Geddon is that with so many different versions of Spider-Man, you would think that it would be boring to look at them. But the artist has done such a good job of creating all of these different characters that look different enough to be interesting while still sticking to the sort of Spider-Man theme. And I'll say that I am currently working through catching up on the current run of Amazing Spider-Man. I haven't been reading it for the last few years, so the character of the superior octopus, the current incarnation of Otto Octavius, is one who I'm somewhat inf unfamiliar with. So this comic was really the first time I got to see him in action. And first thing I'll say is his costume looks awesome. Great combination of the mechanical arms with a different take on the Spider-Man costume. I'll also say that just his characterization, his style sort of reminds me of Batman for three reasons. First, he does not want to give criminals any credit. When he is fighting Count, what was his name? When he was fighting Count Nefaria, he tells the Count, you are a gangster with delusions of grandeur, which sort of reminded me of Batman in the Dark Knight telling the Joker, you're garbage who kills for money. That's reason number one. The other way he reminded me of Batman is the level of preparation he puts into a battle. Count Nefaria has 
ionic energy powers. So in advance of this fight, Doc Ock, or sorry, I don't want to offend you, Doc Ock. I'll use your proper name, Superior Octopus. He charged his mechanical arms with energy that disrupts ionic fields. And one of the biggest characteristics of Batman is that he can essentially win any battle as long as he knows it's coming and is able to prepare, even if he's fighting a superior foe like Superman. And the third thing I'll say is that Superior Octopus sort of has a bat cave, or I guess an octopus cave. I don't know what habitat octopuses stay in, but whatever it is, he has one. Now, I will say the Batman comparison stopped pretty shortly after I made those observations because once Count Nefaria gets Superior Octopus sort of cornered and stuck, the way that Superior Octopus gets out of it is he reveals that he has taken these little spider bots and has them observing different members of Count Nefaria's family. And Oc basically, Dr. Octopus basically tells Nefaria, let me go or they all die. And I don't know if I should be, feel bad about the fact that as soon as I saw that reveal, I cracked up laughing. And then I, and I don't know if I should feel worse by seeing that a few panels later, Count Nefaria was also laughing. It'll be interesting to see how Doc Ock's loose morals clash with the rest of the Spider Gang uh, considering Spider-Man is typically a very, by the book, tries to be very moral sort of a hero. And I spent most of this video talking about Doc Ock, and that's because he made up the bulk of the issue, which makes me wonder if, I know that Miles Morales is the protagonist of the Spider-Geddon event this year, but I wonder if Superior Octopus is also going to be a major focus. Because that clash between him trying to be good, but at the same time having those loose morals and having a tendency towards evil, that clash could make for a pretty interesting arc. And I'm curious to see if we'll watch more of that struggle. Will we see him transform in some ways? Either becoming more purely good or maybe reverting back to some of his more evil ways. I honestly think that's probably more the way it'll go. Count Nefaria tells him, you think you've changed? You really haven't. And to be honest, I sort of agree with him. There were some deaths in this issue, a couple big ones, which I will get to in a moment. Before I do that, I did just want to point out a few other kind of random thoughts. First, the action in this issue was done really well. For me, there are really three requirements for solid action in a comic book. Number one, it's got to look good. And the art across the board in this issue is great. Number two, I have to be able to tell what's going on. I need to understand the real estate of the fight and be able to follow the action. That was no problem here. And number three, I'd like there to be enough dialogue and back and forth during the fight so that it's not just a few people hitting each other. There's also some emotional weight to it, maybe some humor, something to keep me interested. And then the other thing I'll point out is that this issue had some good laughs in it. I already pointed out the one, the, I don't know, I guess the sort of dubious laugh where Doc Ox threatened the life of several people, including children. We'll move past that one. But the other laugh was uh, Spider-Gwen talking about Spider-UK, 
where she sort of reminded herself, oh yeah, I forgot he's a combination of Captain Britain and Spider-Man. That one just cracked me up because it sort of felt like Deadpool-level self-awareness. Her saying that felt like the sort of thing that you or I might say when we're talking about the comic. All right, we've got to talk about those deaths. I'll give you my honest take on them is they surprised me, which I know is part of the intent. I wouldn't necessarily say I was shocked or floored, but it was definitely a surprise, and that was good. However, I sort of wish we got to spend more time with those two characters before they were taken out in this issue. Have us build some connection with them so we feel more when they're killed. Because to be honest, I didn't feel a whole lot. And that might have been intentional. Sometimes in the heat of battle, you have these meaningless deaths. Not everyone is going to get this great send-off where you get to mourn them in the moment. And maybe there is going to be an emotional beat later on where we truly acknowledge and give dignity to those two characters' deaths. So I'll be on the lookout for that, and I have an open mind to see whether or not that's coming. But my immediate reaction in the moment was I was surprised, but it didn't really hit me too hard. And maybe other people who have been following Spider-Man for longer and have formed more of a bond with those two characters, maybe it hit you a little bit harder, a little bit better than it hit me. But like I said, I've got an open mind and I'm going to wait to see what happens next in terms of how the other characters react to this. That's about it for my thoughts on Spider-Geddon. The real fun of this type of event is when all the characters are together and we get to see the fun interaction between them. We got a taste of it in this issue, but now that they're all together, especially now that we've thrown Superior Octopus into the mix, so you've got sort of a wild card in there, somebody that is not going to be on the same page as everybody else, that's going to make things inter interesting. And of course, I'm very curious to see how the other characters react to the deaths that we just saw. Can't wait for Spider-Geddon issue two. I'll definitely make sure to check back in with all of you once I have a chance to read it, once it's released. And maybe I'll check out some of the tie-ins. I know that there are a lot of other comic series in the Spider-Man world that are tying in to Spider-Geddon. Maybe I'll check out a couple of those and tell you about them. Until then, thanks for watching. I'm Gil, and I read comics.